Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform. And follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the week for the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. It's, again, me, Aiden, your host, and I'm with Jared and Bart today. No Wyatt and Lucas again, so sad if you were... If you're just in it for Wyatt and Lucas, just to stop it. Close your your podcast app. Not worth it. But but we'll we'll still try to make do in the, in their absence. Starting out, we're gonna do some baseball talk. So something we can only do when Wyatt is not here. So we're as per usual taking full advantage of it. We're gonna start out talking about the Yankees. So after holding the best record in the MLB for most of the year. The Yankees have gone 9-20 and since the All-Star break, including 4-15 and over their last 19 games. So they're kind of kind of falling apart of late. Jared, is this a temporary hiccup, or were the Yankees pretenders all along? They were pretenders all along. I'd love to come in here and say that the Yankees are just a fraud of a team and an organization, and I would if Lucas maybe was on this episode, but no. I'll keep it kind of rational. They, were, they weren't pretenders because if, you're, if you go on a streak like that for that long sustained success you do have some talent and they're just kind of dealing with a lot of injuries like Matt Carpenter was enjoying a pretty good season but broke his foot um Giancarlo Stanton's also hurt probably coming back this leap but that uh this week but that kind of derailed their lineup it looks like Rizzo's dealing with some some back stuff as well and I think this team kind of rolls when Aaron Judge rolls and he's kind of coming out of a slump right now he had a home run in the game today against the Mets. I'm not sure if that game finished, but I watched a little bit of that, of that before. And I feel like they kind of got like a little bit of a, a spark plug from their call-up as Waldo Cabrera. He's not playing well on offense, but on defense he's been spectacular, and he's been, mm-hmm. he's been making some, some really awesome plays. In fact, he made a really nice throw to get to gun somebody out at home in the game mm-hmm. against the Mets today. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not they're not pretenders, but like when you when you get dealt with a bunch of injuries like this, yeah. Um, it's going to happen. And l- luckily, they're both for them. Their bullpen's been really good this year. I think it's the second mm-hmm. best in the league. Um, so as long as they can s- s- sustain that and get back from their injuries like and be decent, he- decently healthy by October, they, sh- they they could still make a run. They're not probably the best team in the AL. Like The Astros are probably still there, but mm-hmm. they could definitely make an ALCS run, I think. Hope not. But they could, as a, as a <laughs> but possible legacy Red Sox fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, Jared. I think a lot of this is something that we've seen before with teams when they just kind of have a bunch of injuries pile up in the middle of the year. And lucky for the Yankees, most of them are ones that guys will come back from. Not all of them. I mean, they lost Michael King, who had been a dominant reliever all year for the season. But most of their guys are slated to come back, and that like slow trickle is starting now and will probably complete or at least complete for the most part before the postseason actually begins. So I feel like there's not all that much to be worried about and them just being a pretender per se. Uh, with that said, I do think their initial, like they were slated to just come back down to earth to some degree. Like they were on pace to, I think, have the best record or at least tie the Mariners wins. 116. Yeah, They were on pace for um, 122 wins at one point. Yeah, exactly. So just absolutely ridiculous. And their talent, while like they're a very talented team, was never 
kind of aligned with that sort of crazy win total. Uh, and they're also just not helped by the fact that the AL East is a tough division. And I think the Red Sox are the only team under 500, and they're like, last time I checked, they're like 60 and 61 or something. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not playing a lot of easy games if you're the Yankees right now. Uh, on the topic of their bullpen, though, Jared, you mentioned it. I saw an interesting stat that said they, so they've had 11, apparently, 11 pitchers with saves this season. And I saw a stat that it was either none of the teams ever or only one of the teams ever that had that many pitchers record a save ended up winning the title. So I feel like that is a bit of a red flag. I don't know. I don't know much about it. And like Aiden mentioned, they, they lost one of the relievers, right? You said. So yeah. I think that's interesting. Uh, their pitching might be a bit of a concern. I also saw some people saying that this actually is it's problematic because like Aaron Judge's home run run and his dominance yeah. is kind of masking some other offensive woes. Yeah. Uh, like I know they traded Gallo, but they had some guys yeah. uh, like th- their manager apparently is doing a bad job of like taking out batters who aren't performing. And so they're kind yeah. of also lacking on the offensive end. But Aaron Judge makes up for it because he's yeah. about to break the home run record or close. to it. <laughs> right? So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I agree that yep. they're not like frauds per se, but I would certainly not be as optimistic as a Yankees fan about them winning the championship anymore as you might have been like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bart, like you were saying, there was a really good article from uh, MLB.com, Mike Petriello. He was talking about how the Yankees have struck out in this in this uh, run. They're like the second worst in like strikeout rate. Right now, even though they traded Gallo, who was, I guess was a notorious strikeout hitter, and Giancarlo mm-hmm. Stan's been injured. Uh, so that is pretty interesting. Yeah, But I feel like in, once yeah. you get into the playoffs, uh, be, not being like a home run happy team kind of helps out. Because it's just like a four-game series. Yeah. The law of averages and stuff doesn't really apply anymore. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like kind of yeah. get lucky in a way. So Yeah, they're really betting on the power there. And especially given their ballpark, which there's still a good chance that they'll have home field for much of the playoffs Mm -hmm. if not you know all of the al portion uh if they can you know kind of keep up with the astros at least and their ballpark is perfect for their lineup i mean they just they hit so many home runs and it's so small so we'll see you know they also have not really been helped by their deadline deals (laughs) which they made a bunch of deals at the at the deadline and they were already kind of flailing at that point Mm-hmm. And none of none of who they landed actually really has made much of a difference. Like Andrew Benintendi from the Royals, who was hitting 320, he was kind of their answer, I think, to some degree to the fact that they just hit home runs. He <laughs> was more of a contact hitter, but he's hitting 192 in 22 games since joining the Yankees. Oof. And it doesn't help that the Yankees' like main competition in the AL East at the moment is the Blue Jays, and as of last checking benintendi cannot play in canada because he's not vaccinated so we'll see what happens there um but they also traded jordan montgomery who was a pretty effective starter for them this year to the cardinals for harrison bader an injured center fielder who (laughs) you know at some point might might be able to take over for aaron hicks who is one of those guys that i think bart's talking about as being you know someone in the lineup who just does not produce at all uh, but Montgomery has been super effective, of course, since joining the Cardinals. He has allowed one run in 16 innings, and he wasn't bad before they got rid of him anyway. So that seems like a that was a weird trade, given that they're currently contending and they wouldn't have tried to, you know, swing a, a prospect to the Cardinals instead of 
like a, an actual effective starter. Though I guess the Cardinals were were buyers, so it's a, a weird team to trade with in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like they they were struggling. They had a bunch of injuries, and then they tried to make some trades that kind of just made things worse in the short term, or at best didn't really make a difference. Um, which is yeah, is interesting. I want to feel pity for them. I do. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. I don't yeah. want to. Zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the topic, by the nothing. way, yeah. <laughs> of if the Yankees could actually blow their division lead, mm-hmm. it probably won't happen, but there is there is precedent. The, t- the 2011 Red Sox, if anybody remembers that, I remember that because I was like a, 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 good, mm. a big baseball fan at that time. Mm. They had a nine-game lead in September and, didn't, and, and missed the playoffs by the end of that month. Uh, so it's uh, it's definitely possible, but according to fan graphs, they have a 100% chance to make the playoffs, even though they haven't clinched, <laughs> and a 92% chance to yeah. win the division. So it would have to be right because like, even if yeah, even if they win the division moment. or even if they lose the division, they're they're still like in the current MLB spots, format. Just so. gonna make it exactly. Yeah. And it feels like the the Blue Jays who are in second at the moment haven't really been taking advantage of this big kind of uh, fall from the Yankees. Like I think the Blue Jays have the record here somewhere. Yeah, they're eight and nine in August. They were barely over five hundred in July. So this would be their moment to really like seize on it, and they they really haven't. So while they've made up some ground just because of how bad the Yankees were over the last couple of weeks, it's still it's still an eight game lead. So okay, for our final segment of the day, we're gonna do something fun, or at least we think it's fun. <laughs> You've heard of the home run derby. The three-point shootout, the dunk contest, etc. Now it's our turn, the Lunch Bell guys' turn, to create a game or competition uh, for some sport that we think would be fun to watch, akin to those. Uh, so Bart, we're going to start out with you. What do you got for us? So I know my name is not Jared or Lucas, but I thought I would delve into the world of F1 today. Oh! And, and, and get a little <laughs> freaky with it. Um, here, here's what I'm saying. If, you, if you're so good at driving... Then prove it by replicating the Jason Bourne car chase scene of your choice on a real street with real pedestrians. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding about that, but I'm not kidding about doing something on real streets. What I'm, what I'm talking about is I, I think it'd be cool to see a competition where the best drivers race, but in real cars and on real streets instead of F1 cars and F1 courses. And mm. most of all, I think it'd be interesting if you did something like this where the cars that they raced in changed over the course of the competition. So, like, let's say you're starting in something that's very close to F1 cars. Let's say, like, sports cars of some sort. Bugattis, for instance. You, you, do, you do a race, you eliminate some guys, and then you go down to, like, I don't know, Cadillacs. Then you do another one, then you go down to Volvos. By the end of it, you've got the top two guys racing around in, like, Toyota Priuses. Right? If, you, if, if you're the best of the best, then show us by revving your Prius up to its top speed of 112 miles per hour and taking it around a super mundane 90 degree corner in some random street. It's, I think it's cool because actually one other thing I wanted to say is it'd be fun, especially if fans got bored, if you just omitted cars entirely. So I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about those big dirt dump trucks. I'm talking those three wheel slingshot motorcycles. I'm saying you could throw these guys in the hot air balloons if you wanted to. They're still piloting a vehicle technically. The reason I like this is because it's ridiculous, but it still kind of makes sense, like in a very roundabout way, because like obviously driving an F1 car is like a, a, a very niche skill, but I have to believe 
as an aspiring F1 driver, that there's like a little <laughs> bit of a correlation between that and driving real cars, right? So like, I think it's, it's fun because like the fans are like, oh, this is different. This isn't what we see the guys doing every day. But there's still like a little bit of a connection there because like, oh, I can imagine myself, you know, drifting around a corner in like some random car and it just makes it, it makes it makes you feel cool so i think that'd be fun it's it's slightly related to their f1 driving but not really and it's interesting enough where like once a year maybe maybe fans would enjoy the <laughs> the break from the monotonous lap after lap of f1 races. Oh, so that's that's what i'm saying oh, i want to see oh. jared what do you got? That was super creative. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would totally watch I would Lewis watch Hamilton in a Prius. Yeah. Just why not? Also, Race I feel like you might fun. like, like have them do a typical road test where they have to mm. do a three point turn and uh, have someone <laughs> grade them and see who's like most perfect at their, you know, parallel park. We can get really mundane with this. I feel like it'd be fun. You are exactly, and you can't race in F one for the rest of the season. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Um, mine is way more tame than that. Holy, holy moly! I I wanted to at first. I was gonna. I don't watch the Pro Bowl, so I didn't know they already have this. I was gonna do like a catch, like an NFL catch competition, Mm -hmm. which but they already have that apparently. So I was like, okay. What about an MLB, though, where it's, like, a fielding mm. thing, but, like, as a dunk contest where you come up with, like, the coolest play? Like, you don't need to hit off live bats necessarily, but, like, mm-hmm. maybe a pitching machine or something. But everybody loves, like, the Derek Jeter play where he goes backhand and, like, just shows off his arm strength in, like, midair throw. Mm-hmm. I really like to watch that. I think it's impressive just to see, like, mm-hmm. how talented and impressive um, they are. So that, like, it applies specifically to infielders. Or maybe they have something, like, where... It might be kind of dangerous. I don't think anything would happen, but where they do like a um, really fast guy on third base, really good outfielder in the outfield, and like how far back can you throw him out from, yeah. or something like that. Mm. I feel like those sort of skills challenges would actually be really fun to watch. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if you could. I'm with you, Jared. Apply. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I wonder if you could apply yeah. like the concept of horse to outfield throws. Or like the mm. trick kind of throws, like you were saying, Jerry. Yeah. Like try to get guys to recreate the really cool ones. That would be see, cool. Like how yeah. how how crazy you could get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Jerry. My first idea here was very similar to that. It was like a tag up challenge where we have someone just hit a pop up. You got to catch it and then try to throw the guy out. And this is a terrible idea because what I want is a collision at home plate. <laughs> um, and, you you know, that me, might like, not like be something, something that happy. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's no fun. Yeah, yeah that's no fun. <laughs> I want human to human contact. Um, <laughs> anyways, because I feel like that's one of the most thrilling plays in sports, or at least in baseball, is the like play at the plate or a uh, you know guy tagging up and someone trying to throw him out. So I, I would definitely watch that. Yeah. Nice. Okay, my um, other slightly more ridiculous, even than that one, <laughs> um, option for what I want to watch is I was also thinking of baseball because it's it's the summer, it's baseball season, um, and I was also thinking of the Little League World Series because that's going on right now, um, and it got me thinking that you know the champions of Little League World Series have only ever known success. You know, they at this point, you know, they need to learn how to respond to failure oh. uh, so, oh, no. so you want to expose them to some adversity you know you want to see which of these 12 year olds actually has what it takes uh, and you also don't want them getting too cocky you know it's, it's it's not good for anyone so which leads me to my proposed event of little league world series champions 
versus major leaguers. Uh, nothing will force a kid to grow up like Aaron Judge obliterating their pitch, flipping his bat, and then staring down the pitcher as he <laughs> slowly jogs around the bases. Um, or, you know, a pitcher accidentally hitting Bryce Harper with their 60-mile-an-hour fastball oh my God. and then him charging the mound. Uh, so, <laughs> in my mind, this would be played on a Little League field, of course. So, no. you know, Jacob deGrom could throw his 100-mile-per-hour fastball from 46 feet away. <laughs> and, you know, Trey Turner could make it to first base in, like, three strides. Uh, so, I haven't decided who exactly the Little Leaguers should play. I mean, they could play a team of MLB All-Stars. They could also, just to drive the point home of how bad they are, you know, um, play a minor league team <laughs> so we could watch them, you know, get embarrassed by the Binghamton <laughs> Rumble Ponies or the Norwich Sea, Lo- sea Unicorns or the even lesser known Washington Nationals. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> not making them up. Real, oh real minor league teams. <laughs> and to be clear, there's, there's no mercy rule here. This is just a nine-inning baseball game. No matter how long it takes, we're we're sitting there, we're watching it. The kids are they got to be out there. Um, so so anyway, that's my not at all. <laughs> you are malicious, cruel. You are Dude, yeah, you're gonna that's destroy the confidence no, of the new they, generation. I was gonna say, that's gonna <laughs> humble them. That's gonna make them quit the game of baseball. So congrats. Hey, it'll make the you know quitters time. quitters are gonna quit. Okay, it's, it was gonna happen eventually. Yeah, the great ones will push through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Also, I feel like that's super da- – like, if Aaron Judge just freaking hits a line drive right back at the pitcher, like, that kid's – I don't even know what you even want to know. 46 feet away. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or gets hit by, yeah, Jacob deGrom freaking fastball in the oh. back. Holy crap, dude. That's not going to feel good. Yikes. <laughs> Have ambulances. No, right it'll on. be in, the you know, the contracts that they sign. There's there's no sue in the MLB. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure that the lawyers have this covered. Yeah. Well, I mean, the MLBPA does have good lawyers. Apparently, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I they, they have they like fight they fight like and they're like willing to lock out and stuff way more than uh, other leagues are. I feel like so. That's maybe that's that means true. they're bad. I don't. They'll know, go to bat but... for you. you know? Quite literally, Lucas <laughs> thinks they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we trust our our legal correspondent, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he's not here right now, so we can say what we really think. And that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that he couldn't be further off base. <laughs> Once again, oh, literally. <laughs> I was going to say, Aiden, I feel like an, an interesting compromise would be to do that, but make the, the rosters intertwined where you're half mm. real and half uh, Little League. Because then, like, maybe yep. you have a chance. Uh, that would be, As yeah, that would that'd be kind of entertaining. You know, 50 0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more. I mean, it probably actually would be more. But. Yeah. yeah, I actually do not know what the final score of such a game would be. Maybe, maybe too much. Maybe we can have a fifty. They would do it one year, but you know, I'm telling you, I would watch that on TV though. You know, I'd watch it. They're, oh, yeah. they're they're desperate 100%. for content. I, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well that'll do it. You know who's not desperate for content? us on this podcast we'll be right back next week with some more good stuff for you hopefully lucas and Wyatt will finally be back joining us uh as always rate us let us know uh how much you love us talk to us on social media and let us know which thoughts of ours were great which of ours are absolutely trash takes all that good stuff thank you once again for listening and we will see you back next week